I read some 421 of the doctor today, about the new podcast. My name is David, I'm here from the last Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode two of Full Circle. As we finally catch up to where we left off, and the marshman cometh, they're rising from the muck and the marsh. Um, they come closer and closer, and the canine advises the doctor they should move slowly and retreat so they head away and uh, watch the marchmen as they walk by and as they try to acclimate themselves to the air outside the marsh. Uh, Adric has gone uh, back to the cave where his brother and the other thieves are, his brother and his friends are, um, and says about oh this doctor and Romana and says no I'm not lying here they gave me this and he shows the uh, homing beacon the device Romana gave him and then Kira comes in and says that the starliner's been sealed so it's mistfall and they have nowhere to go and so his brother says well the TARDIS and Adric tries to bluff and pretend now that he did you know well, I don't know if I can find my way back there. It's like, well, that's what they gave you the devices for. And he's trying to not... He doesn't want them to go to the TARDIS now. The doctor is uh, following along the marshmen, and he decides to send K-9 ahead to follow them and find out where they're going. Romana is working on the negative coordinates on a, a pad... Um, and she thinks the doctor's come in, but she turns and sees that it's Adric and Kira and the other two, who, uh, and one of them is holding a blade. And they say they're taking over her ship. Um, Gaelic, uh, two of the deciders, um, Gaelic and Nathan, I think they say their names are, are talking about these secret system files. Uh, Nathan has finally looked at them and he talks about how, oh, we wish he hadn't seen them and, oh, it's a good thing that they have this uh, uh, Logan with them. Um, so he is the mo- one of the most respected men of their settlement. He says, no, he is the most respected and I hope that he'll accept the position. And so... Logan then comes in, and they must have offered him a post as decider because he does accept, and they asked him, you know, well, who do you serve, and what about your daughter, and your other concerns as well as the good of the people, and so he is um, brought on as decider Logan now uh, to replace decider Drake, who died in the mists. Romana... Uh, breaks away from one of the, the boys who's trying to, to secure arms and then threatens the same one with his own knife and then returns it to him and as to show that she's back in control I imagine um, and she asks, well, what were you doing? What are you trying to do? And he said, well, it's Mistfall. 
and they had nowhere to go. And she touches the dial as she walks around the control panel, and the TARDIS shifts, and they all fall to the floor, and then they seems like they have um, moved somehow, been picked up or something. The doctor then is on his way back at the same point and comes around a bend and sees nothing there where he knows the TARDIS was. Um, looks like he is being followed by a, say, marsh child that he had kind of scared off earlier. This creature had been following the doctor through back through the woods and he's followed him back around by the TARDIS where it had been. The doctor looks around, sees off in the distance the Starliner. So he heads off that direction again with his uh, creature following him. No one answers and so he, after a couple times, he uses his sonic screwdriver to open the, the sealed doors to the Starliner ship. Um, no one seems to be about. He just walks around, looks around. There's some of the melon fruit. And he picks one up and there happens to be a knife which he stabs into one. And then sees something else catches his attention so he walks off explore more of the ship. As he comes back around he sees that the fruit is still there and the knife is gone. And we see that there. the marsh child has followed him inside. As well. Uh, let's see. So the, all of the people are in an assembly with the deciders. Um, that's why no one's around to see the doctor looking about. And he's there addressing the group, saying that how uh, long ago they traveled by this ship and came to this planet and they have They've uh, returned to it as shelter for every misfall. Uh, it's a shelter to them and also a reminder that they are not of this planet and that they need to continue the maintenance work of the ship and work towards, does he say demarcation or departation? Seems like they're working towards like maybe getting the ship ready so they could leave again. Back in the TARDIS, um, they seem to have landed somewhere, and uh, Romana says to Adric and asks, you know, well, what is, is there machinery or something big enough that could lift the TARDIS? And she says on his planet what the, the weight would be, and she, he says, no, no. And uh, one of the other kids say how, Oh, in Mistfall, the giants roam the planet, and it's like, well, maybe the Marshmen are giants, and they could have lifted the TARDIS. So the TARDIS has is, is stopped moving, I guess. The uh, Adric's brother and his friends, they want to leave, um, but they wonder where they are, so Romana hits the view screen, it's like, oh, no, that's still Gallifrey. We need to find a local interface to relay the message of what's really out there. And Adric says, or you could open the door. So she opens the door. And the problem with that is that you have to open the door. Someone may see you. And they, we see that there's a large group of the marshmen coming in. And um, 
So very quickly, she has to go away. Doctor is wandering around the ship, um, followed by the marsh child. Um, there are different workers uh, doing different maintenance around the ship. Um, one of the workers sees the, the marsh child and um, just accosts it and brings it over and is, is very scared. The doctor then finds his way back around to them and tries to calm it down. He says, I was just scared of you. And reaches out his hand and says, oh, you'll be safe with me. And a worker then knocks the doctor in the back of the head and knocks him out. And they drag them both away. The uh, intruders are taken to be uh, examined, taken to the deciders. And the doctor meets them. The doctor says, why can't you people just get along once in a while? Kind of. So outside the TARDIS and Marshman are beating uh, at the door with sticks. K9 has followed them and enters the cave, and it's the cave that the uh, Adrix and his brother had been in. Uh, K9 addresses the, the Marshman and says, I'm just here to, to gather information, but one of them knocks him with the stick and knocks his head off. Romana and uh, Adric see this happen and they get back in the TARDIS and they say, well, why would they put us in this cave and why would they choose this cave? So she says, well, why did you guys choose this cave? And he says, well, we had a good view of the Starliner from here. It's right down the, the way. So she says, oh, well, she has an idea that they may have moved the TARDIS there so that they could use the slope down from the cave and use the TARDIS as a huge battering ram to the Starliner. So the doctor has uh, been uh, brought to the deciders and he's being questioned and they ask him about decider Drake and how he uh, how he died and, and what the doctor saw and he wasn't involved, why was he there? Um, the doctor mentions that, you know, well, they said, well, how did you breathe? And he says, well, it's not toxic. It's a strange smell, but it's not toxic. And one of the other deciders says to Logan that, yes, we, we know it's not toxic, but we felt it was better for people to think that it was because it kept them uh, in line, kept them, gave them this fear concern so command so decider Logan is now concerned that you know his daughter Kira may still be alive he, she may not have succumbed to this mistfall so they discover that the marsh um, creatures are leaving um, and so they open the doors and go out and look around and then they see oh I see why and there's a giant spider with glowing eyes that has come out of the melon fruits and has chased away the marsh people. The kids are all scared. And Romana says, oh, it's just a spider. And she says that again, like to convince herself. But the kids all go in, back in the TARDIS and then say, oh, shut the door, close the door. And 
hit switches that of course they don't know what does what. They end up shutting Ramana outside. Adric tries to reopen the door because she's outside and the central console starts moving and he's dematerialized the TARDIS. So Ramana is now a little afraid of the spiders because they're coming closer to her. And she um, sees them dematerialize and then a spider drops onto her face and bites her on the cheek and she falls to the ground and is knocked out in the end. Um. So our, we get to see our marsh men. Yep. Um, they look kind of like a cross between the sea devils and the creature from the Black Lagoon. Very much more like the creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't think they had quite so much webbed feet, but the facial structure of the mask was very much like the Universal Monster. Um, they're not very scary yet. We just don't know about them. No, we don't know anything about them. They're really... How do I put this? A really ineffectual villain at this point. Yeah. Seem like they'd be... They're more afraid of the mist than they are anything in it. <laughs> yeah. At this point. Pretty much. It's kind of a quick episode, really. Not a whole lot happens. And what does happen feels really contrived. Yeah. It's not a surprise that the the doctor gets kind of captured in the Starliner and brought before the authorities of the the locals that we have met and they somehow seem to be involved in one of the death a death of one of their members, so it's a Seems to be a normal situation for the doctor to find himself in. No surprises there. Um, I suppose it's kind of interesting to the story to find out that the other deciders knew that the mist was not toxic and have been using that against their, their own people. I don't know. Find out more about them. Not sure we really care so much yet. And I'm not sure it's that big a surprise. I think they sort of implied, um, if not that they were fooling them, that there were at least things they knew that the populace didn't. think about them knocking Canine's head off. Uh, it's like they're doing everything they can to destroy the robot before they get rid of him. Yeah. They had the guy kick him and what was it, Meg lost. Yeah. They've had his head come off a couple times now. Yeah, well, and Adric says, oh, I'm sorry, was that your computer? 
when they get back in the TARDIS is, oh, let's, we can repair him. So, which doesn't explain, she calmly says that, which doesn't explain why she is so freaked out when K-9 has befallen other tragedies. Yeah. And other things happen to him, like, <clears throat> uh, like moving into the water and short-circuiting himself mm -hmm. and other things that people have done to him. She's screamed, oh, K-9. It's like, well, we know you can repair him. Why so dramatic? Okay. Yeah. Um. And then the spiders. <laughs> Big glowy eyes and clacky noises that they make and they don't look like they have any parts that are moving together to make the clacky noises. I heard the production notes said they were made out of Meccano. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Which is what U.S. people call a rector set. Yeah. So. I imagine they didn't have a kit, scary spider. Or anything like that. You never maybe, know. maybe, maybe they sold one afterwards. Scary Spider and Meccano set. And then, yeah, there's the whole thing. Why would the doctor walk into the Starliner and pick up the melon and the knife like he was going to cut it open? And then not silly. It's just so the marsh child, whatever, so the creature would, have a would knife. be able to take the knife. Mm -hmm. Which, it, does he even use it? I don't think he uses it. Yeah, I don't think we see him use it. So again, more stuff that doesn't really have to happen. An episode that doesn't really go anywhere. Only thing that goes anywhere is the TARDIS, and that's really not explained well. But still, about how it would have gotten moved, are we to gather that all of the Marshmen picked up the TARDIS and moved it? I think it's supposed to be something like that. Okay, it's the only thing I could think that they were getting at. Or rolled it. push it uphill if they're to the cave if they intend to like roll it downwards to the ship. So anyway. Very um kind of a boring episode, so not a lot to say really. You? No, I don't it's not really grabbed me. Especially with the contrived writing. Like the, uh, especially like the controls and locking Romana out. Mm -hmm. They just happen to hit the right buttons. Yeah. And then just happen to hit the wrong buttons. 
the ones they often needed for the story to move. Yeah. But it's just silliness all around. The Edric, the adolescent, was like showing off his beacon and like didn't want them to know about it and trying to bluff about lie about it when he showed them the proof that it was was showing them proof in the first place. Mm -hmm. It was just a silly thing. Like they threw in stuff like that to make it to hearken to the fact that it's supposed to be a kid's show or they want it to be a kid's show. They know it no longer is. No, I think John Nathan Turner admits that it's not a kid's show anymore. Or recognizes it. So we've had him act a very adolescent way several times. I guess it's not for any kid's benefit then. Cliffhanger ending. Mono attack by spider. Kind of eh. a nonsense ending. Yeah. The only reason she was attacked by a spider is because she got locked out. The only reason she got locked out is because the writers needed her to be locked out. Yeah. So it's not very effective or exciting and. I was hoping they would have left all the big stuff. Giant spiders on Planet of the Spiders. So, eh, it's alright. They did talk about spiders in the first episode, something about what the, the inside the, the melons, so that wasn't really that much of a surprise either. So, not very good ending to a not very good episode. Pretty much. Is that it? Yep. Alright. Join us tomorrow when we talk about episode three of Full Circle. Join us then and thank you for listening.